Dear Lord Baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 43 of All In With Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss the great Tim Tebow signing in Jacksonville to allegedly, apparently play tight end. Um, and how thrilled I am about that, about about uh, seeing Tim Tebow in the news every, every fucking day again. That's great. And um, I'm going to discuss Russell Westbrook breaking the triple-double record, his place among history, and how we tend to discuss him as a whole amongst the basketball community. Um, but I'll start with Tim Tebow. I'll get the unpopular opinion out of the way. I don't like Tim Tebow. Look, do I hate the man? No. Do I wish him ill? No. Do I scorn? Do I uh, wish him scorn? Do I scorn him? No. I I just don't care for him. I don't particularly like him. They're, like his entire existence and how he exists irks me. So just know that this entire portion of the podcast where I speak about him is colored by that fact just so we're not confused I mean if you know me at all you know how I feel about Tim Tebow right right but for those who might be first-time listeners or who are not that familiar with me I don't like the guy and it's not that serious because I mean it's sports that's where I know Tim Tebow from sports a lot of this stuff, it's entertainment. It's no different than disliking your fa- uh, disliking a character on in a movie, a TV show, whatever. It's like wrestling for those of you who care about that. It's not that different. But Tim Tebow's entire existence just irks me. And the latest example of this is him signing in Jacksonville. Look. Tim Tebow is the the greatest one of the greatest living embodiments of white privilege that I've ever seen in sports because he he in college Tim Tebow no question was great right but we all knew most of us with eyes that work knew that he wasn't going to be able to play quarterback because you know why because guys who take 15 minutes to throw the ball and can't read coverages typically don't work I, I don't think that this is some hot take. Like, Tim Tebow took 10 minutes to throw every pass, and he couldn't read coverages. That was never going to work. So, of course, naturally, because he's Tim Tebow, and he has intangibles and aura or whatever fuck else about Tim Tebow. He goes in round one. Denver trades up to get him. Josh McDaniels, who, if you believe the, the coaching carousel every offseason where he's being interviewed somehow, is, is, is one of the brightest offensive minds in the league, traded up to get this dude. In the first round, right? Okay, so so that happens. You know, he sits a year, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the next year, Kyle Orton comes out and is stinking out the joint or whatever. And they, they give Tebow the ball and say, hey, man, go 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 do you. I don't I don't think Denver coaches thought he was any good. They were right. But, but you know, Denver won a whole bunch of games. They won, like, I want to say seven of his ten starts or something along those lines. And then... And then he made the plus. And, and every week you would sit there. And this is back when I used to actually indulge 
in debate sports in sports debate television and you know the, the around the horns and the PTIs and all of that. This is back when I used to indulge in that. And every single Monday they would get up, they would sit up there on national TV every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whenever the fuck they would talk about Tim Tebow and actually act like the man was good. And it was absolutely fucking insane. It was insane. Tim Tebow would complete 45% of his passes, have two good drives in the game. The, the team would win 17 to 13. And all you heard about was how good Tim Tebow was. It was fucking insane. It was absolutely insane. Then they get to the playoffs and a little background before I go further into their playoff experience. I, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. Speaking of things I dislike, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers with every fiber of my being, mostly because of who quarterbacks the team. I'm not going to get into why, but if you know, you know. I, I don't think two plus two is four on that one, right? So, I, I, I and, and also, like, um, the, the Jets lost two backbreaking playoff games in, in Heinz Field, which I still have not gotten over. So, you know, they... They, they get to the playoffs, they, 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 they see the Steelers. And the Steelers are treating Tim Tebow legitimately like he like he's a quarterback who who is incapable of making any throws. They took the disrespect a little bit far with how they were covering him. Because they had eight, nine guys in the box the whole game. They were daring them to beat to, to, to throw the ball to Demarius and Eric Decker on the outside the, the entire game. Hence... The 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 um the skinny post that Demarius took to the, to the crib for a touchdown to end the game. So the one time I I ever rooted for the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat a non AFC East opponent, they did that, and then Tebow mania raged on for another week until they got their asses beat in New England, and that was that. And of course, New England benefit. I mean, granted, New England was going to beat the crap out of either one of them, but. The New England got two bye weeks that that year, as far as I'm concerned. Can't tell me otherwise. So, you know, that season happens. Okay, so John Elway, you know, John Elway is not exactly the, the world's best executive. He's, he's the, especially when it comes to him and quarterbacks. But even he could tell that Tim Tebow was garbage. It, it, it was plain as day to anybody with eyes including John Elway. So he goes out and he gets Peyton Manning. To show you how crazy the Tim Tebow cult is, there are a lot of people in Denver, a lot of Denver fans, you know, who who didn't like the fact that he was being replaced by Peyton Manning. And it's like Peyton Manning is one of the, you know, three to five best quarterbacks of all time, depending on who you talk to. And he, granted, he was coming off, he was coming off a neck issue and all of that, but... He was still Peyton fucking Manning. And you had people like, yo, are, are we really going to replace Tim Tebow with that guy? Think about that for it. Think about how crazy that fucking sounds. Think about how nuts that sounds. Like, they were mad that he, that he was being replaced with Peyton Manning. It's insane. But that happened. And then, you know, Tim Tebow was traded to the Jets, one of the worst sports related days of my life. I had to read all the bullshit about how he's going to do X, he's going to do Y, quarterback competition, and the, the Jets have a special package and all that other bullshit. I'm um, speaking of that, before I go on, Mike Tannenbaum got on TV Wednesday. I believe he was signed Wednesday. What, whatever day Mike Tannenbaum, got, Mike Tannenbaum got on TV and said, and this is the same guy who traded for Brett Favre also, he said... I didn't know that Tim Tebow. I didn't know that Tim Tebow would garner more, even more hype 
around him than Brett Favre. Like, bro, did you live in a fucking cave in 2012, bro? 2011, 2012? Did you live in a cave? There's no way you could have lived in America and read anything sports-related or saw anything sports-related and not known that Tim Tebow was going to bring a fucking circus to Cortland. But no wonder he's out of the fucking league. Anyway, the Jets do that. He he predict he he flames out. the 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 best memory of Tim Tebow as a Jet was a was a ball hitting him in the fucking face mask on a route on third and four in Miami. That was his lone moment. That was his lone memory as a Jet. So he predictably flames out because he's a bad fucking football player. Cool, whatever. Then he you know he get he gets a shot with New England. He gets a shot with Philadelphia. Neither one of those pan out. He's then out of the league. And part of the reason he's out of the league is because he refuses to move off of quarterback. He doesn't want to move off for anybody. He refuses to move off of quarterback, which, I mean, if that was somebody else, that would be, that would be framed as he's, he's, he's not doing, he's not willing to do whatever for the team. You know, he's not, um, he, he's not unselfish. He's not a real team player, you know, all of that. Like he, he puts himself ahead of the team, blah, blah, blah. But with Tim Tebow, it's some kind of heroic story that he's not that he doesn't want to give up his dream. And it's like what do you mean he doesn't want to give up his dream? Nobody wants to let him give up his dreams. Cuz only Tim Tebow could get into the NFL as a first round pick somehow. Flunk out of the league essentially is what he did. He flunked out of the fucking league. Call it what it is. He flunked out of the league. Then get, get, gets on the ESPN simply because he's famous. Because I don't know if you've ever heard Tim Tebow talk outside of a locker room. It's not compelling at all. He doesn't. His analysis is fucking dry. He doesn't bring anything to the table that's that important. But he got onto ESPN as an announcer for as a as a broadcaster for college football, just because he's Tim Tebow. He then decides, okay, I, I'm cool off that. All right, let, let's go play baseball. Like, let's go play baseball. Something that he hasn't done since fucking high school. He goes and he plays baseball. He stinks at it. He he st- somehow remains part of the Mets organization for three, four years. Despite the fact that he was awful. And then, and then you know, four, five, six, what, nine years later, excuse me? Nine years after his last uh, snap, he then gets a job with the Jaguars. It's just... We get the ball. I promise you one thing. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking it down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee right. you that. Guarantee. Look at me. Look at me. Let's go. We got Let's 30 go. minutes Let's go. for the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives. Let's go. Let's go. I, I don't understand how Tim Tebow forcing his way. It, well, I won't even say forcing. Being given um, opportunities and spaces he doesn't belong in is inspiring because he doesn't want to give up his dream. He doesn't want to give up his dream because nobody will let him give up his dream. He's allowed to play baseball because he's fucking Tim Tebow and he's famous and he's white. Like, is it just because he's white? No. Is this just white privilege? No. But if if Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow is a Christian conservative, famous white man, one of the most famous college athletes of all time, and he played in Florida to boot. He has lived a privileged existence from the beginning. He homeschooled in, in high school and still got to play on the team because his parents took the, took, took the school to court and won. So he, he has been privileged from the very start. If, if Tim Tebow was a black man named Daquan, we would, we would have forgotten about him a decade ago. And I'm not that, I don't, I don't feel like I'm saying anything unfair. A black person could never get away with all of this, could never live 
that exact life. They never, ever could. Not in a million fucking years. But I, I don't understand. Like, I saw several tweets like, you know, good for Tim Tebow, you know, chasing the dream. And it's like, chasing what? The man stunk at football when he was actually in, in you know, at the peak of his physical abilities. It's nine years later. What is What exactly is he chasing? What is he going to do here? Like, do we, do we think that Tim Tebow could play tight end? This is not other quarterbacks transitioning to tight end who are mega athletes, big, fast, strong, da 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 on and on. Like, Tim Tebow's not fast. Tim Tebow's big and he's strong, or he used to be big and strong nine fucking years ago. He ain't that now, I don't think. He's probably not as athletic as he was nine years ago. And even then, he ain't fast. So what is he going to do? He's going to be Jason Witten? He's he, he going to run hook routes and block? Or, excuse me, late career Jason Witten, to be more accurate. He's going to run hook route to fucking block and, 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 and look big and fucking slow while doing it? Is that what he's going to do? Like, what, what is the inspiration for him, too, to, to doing this in the first place? Because he, he, could, he could easily be anywhere else doing damn near anything. Because who's going to tell Tim Tebow no? We've established this. He could be do- anywhere doing anything. He's taking a minimum salary to play with the fucking Jaguars. I have no idea why. But what is this inspiration that we're talking about when we're talking about Tim Tebow um, chasing his dreams? There are people who are qualified, who have their dreams snatched from them every single fucking day for whatever reasons. In their control, out of their control, whatever reasons. And... We're looking to Tim Tebow for inspiration because he happens to get jobs he doesn't deserve based on merit. It drives me insane. The conver- and the conversations like this only around Tim, only around Tim Tebow. Only only Tim Tebow could get jobs he doesn't deserve and have it serve as some motivation to keep grinding. Only him. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to learn from Tim Tebow getting jobs he doesn't deserve? I ain't Tim Tebow. I ain't famous, bruh. I ain't famous. I ain't been privileged my entire life. I can't learn from Tim Tebow. I can't glean any kind of motivation from Tim Tebow being, you know, being rewarded for being fucking famous, basically. Because that's what this is. He's being rewarded for being fucking famous. So I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, we, the, the media has made Tim Tebow, the media and, you know, his cult following has basically acted as if Tim Tebow is a make-a-wish uh, a make-a-wish kid for his entire career which is wild because then they'll argue in the, in the next breath that he was actually good in football and it's like bro if he was good in football we wouldn't need to talk about this if he was good in football y'all wouldn't act like this regarding Tim Tebow you wouldn't have to because the football would speak for itself but like they act like he they act like his story is some underdog story like like he beat cancer or some shit like bro he's been privileged from jump whatever Tim Tebow has ever wanted from high school on down he has gotten there's no motivation here there's no big story here there's no underdog story here Tim Tebow is fucking privileged and he uses his privilege to get wherever the hell he wants and I don't even blame him for using the privilege as I said before I don't like him but I'm not gonna sit here and fault him for using his privilege to get opportunities it's up to it's up to the people to stop it it's up to the people to stop it and they won't because he's fucking famous and Jacksonville needs some clicks 
and needs a story into going into training camp. And Urban Meyer looks like a bozo, as, as of right now. I mean, dra- drafting Travis Etienne and then saying he's going to be a third down back, granted, coach speak, but still stupid-ass coach speak. And now this, like, it looks like Urban Meyer is a bozo. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going to be successful. I don't see it. But so far, so bad for him. Hey, sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> like imagine imagine fixing your face and the thing is that the, the Tebow the Tebow stand slash cult fo- followers slash media members are so insufferable about about the Tebow shit and it's and it's like alright we get it he's somehow an inspiration to you I don't, I don't even understand how that I, I don't understand how they keep pushing this years and years and years later it's like he keeps getting opportunities he doesn't fucking deserve and then they act like he's some persecuted victim, despite the fact that he's gotten, he, he has gotten the favorable shake in every single, at every single turn he has ever been a part of. And, and, and he's been getting jobs he has no business getting based on the merit. So I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where, how he's a victim here. Like, oh, um, uh, some, some woman who works for ESPN, her name is like Ashley Brewer, I think. Either way, she tweeted the other day, like, oh, you know, I'm so glad for Tim Tebow, da, 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 on and on, the same long-winded bullshit. Oh, you know, he, 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 was, uh, he was actively criticized, and oh, no, he was active, actively mocked for his faith. And I'm like, all right, why do we, need, why do we feel the need to revise history? Are we going to act like Tebowing wasn't a thing? Like, are, are we considering people um, uh, uh, mimicking him, mocking if that's the case, okay, maybe maybe she has a point. But mocking his faith, how are they mocking his faith? If anything, I saw nothing but the opposite. People continually acted like Tim Tebow was the only professional athlete with a relationship with God. And I don't discuss God like that. I don't discuss religion like that because quite frankly, I don't care. Like that's chief amongst the reasons. Not the only reason, but the biggest one. I just don't care. But with Tim Tebow, it's impossible to ignore that because part of his appeal is the fact that he's a God-loving Christian. That's part of his fucking appeal. But I want to know where he was mocked because because the thing is, with, with Tebow, it goes back to what I was saying before as far as um, his story and how if he, wa- if he wasn't, if he was actually good, we wouldn't be talking about all of the extra stuff. If he was actually good, we wouldn't feel the need to talk about God and how much he loves God and, and, and his faith. If he was actually good at his job, we wouldn't feel the need to discuss that. I know we are in the era where where um, athletes athletes want to be treated as more than athletes, and I respect the fuck out of that. Please don't get me twisted. I respect the hell out of it. Athletes want to be known as more than than what they do at their day jobs. They want to be known... As people, they want to be, they, they want, they want more, they want to be seen as more than athletes. They, they want us to see more, more to them, the other sides of them. And that's cool. And, and that's cool. I'm, I'm not knocking it at all. But even with that, before Tebow and after Tebow, I've never seen God be a part of an athlete story quite like Tebow because they acted like Tebow was the only person who loved Jesus. Like, Ray Lewis, when he was in the NFL, I know, 
I know they're easy there are there are easy jokes to make here. I get it. But when he was in the NFL, we never and he loved God and he would talk about God and you know, in, in all his speeches, talk about God and blah, blah, blah. We, we never heard about Ray Lewis's um, faith and his Christianity or whatever. Like, we never heard about that shit. You know why we didn't hear about that shit? Because Ray Lewis was good at his job. That's why we didn't hear about that shit. We didn't hear about that shit because he was good at his job. I've heard LeBron James mention God several times on several occasions. We don't discuss that because there are more interesting things to discuss. You know, like he's good at his fucking job. So this idea that people are mocking his faith is absolutely fucking insane to me, bro. Like the whole, making Tim Tebow a victim in any kind of way, like he's the persecuted one, it it takes a special level of dancing around reality. Like it misses the mark like Tim Tebow missed all of his fucking throws in the NFL. It does. And it's tiring. It's, bro, he signed, I want to say it was Wednesday of this week. Or Tuesday of this week. Whichever day. Middle of this week. And I'm already tired of hearing about that dude. It's been a week. And we're in May, bro. Like, July hasn't even come yet. And we're going to be hearing about... Oh, Tim Tebow made a sparkling six-yard catch on the sideline in, in fucking training camp. And it's already old. And we haven't even gotten there yet. Like, it's tiring. I, I don't mind players being hyped over... Whatever. It's, it's just... With Tim Tebow, it's like, it's, it's not about the football. It's about him being a celebrity, which is cool. He's a celebrity. All right. But then you have the people acting like he could play football. And then you have the people acting like if you don't like Tim Tebow, you're, you're, you're the scum of the earth. And it's just like, yo, I don't, I don't care for that dude. Sorry. Sorry. And, and it's just, you know, he's persecuted. You know, you know, he's mocked for his faith and all that bullshit. Like, you're not going to get people like me to feel sorry for Tim Tebow. Because why would I? Why would I feel bad for him? Tim Tebow has lived the most fucking charmed existence ever. Of of the things that we know that Tim Tebow has gotten paid for, because, well, we don't have it on record that he was getting paid by Florida, but you know how that goes. On the things that we have uh, on record that he was getting paid for, he's good at none of them. He He wasn't good at playing football, he wasn't good at playing baseball, and he wasn't good on TV. And he continues to get jobs in those fields. His job at ESPN is going to be there whenever the fuck he wants it. Like baseball might be done for now. Well, what's next? He's going to play in the NBA once this is done? He's going to play for the Jazz? He's going to play for the Pacers? He's going to play for the Celtics? Like, what's next? Is he going to play badminton? Is he going to play fucking lacrosse? Is he going to play tennis? What's next? What's next? I mean, we treat him like a make-a-wish kid anyway. Like, he, he, says, he, wants to, he, he says he wants to live out Dream X and Dream Y, Dream A and Dream B, and we let it. We make it happen. Whatever Tim Tebow wants, Tim Tebow gets. He's the most privileged motherfucker in existence. Like, bar none. The most privileged sports existence I've ever seen in my years and years and years of watching sports. He, it, it absolutely, it, it, it's absolutely unfucking paralleled. And one more thing before I get off this topic. Um... There was a Florida politician, apparently, who's running for office, who said, and of course she was pandering and, and cooning, but she said, um, Tim Tebow got a job because he can throw. Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job because he can't throw. I mean, I don't remember the exact tweet, but that's the gist of it. And look, if you want to coon and you want to pander, just do it. 
nobody nobody's telling you not to do it. Do what you do. Politicians are gonna do what the fuck they do anyway, right? Okay, cool. We don't have to lie. Just stick to the personality stuff. Stick to the he was a college hero. Stick to all that bullshit. Because number one, Tim Tebow couldn't throw. He was in the NFL with Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker at the peak of their athletic prowess, and he completed 47% of his passes. Please miss me with the, with, with the he got his job because he could throw. And number two, he's not there to play quarterback, you fucking goofball. He's not there to play quarterback, you nincompoop. He's, he, the one look at the tight end, one look at the depth chart could have showed you, A, they just drafted a quarterback number one overall, and B, Tim Tebow's there to play tight end, allegedly. So, hey, pander if you need to, coon if you need to. We don't need to lie. We don't need to make shit up. That, that, that's just, that's not what happened. That's not what we're here for. That's not what happened. And I mean, that was the single most ridiculous tweet I saw about the Tebow signing and there were quite a fucking few but that one that one took the fucking cake like Tebow has a job because he could throw and, and Colin Kaepernick could not like okay that yeah that's why and generally I've seen that comparison a lot Tebow to Cap I, I, I'm, I'm not going to indulge in it mostly because I kind of feel like it's a false equivalence anyway there there are circumstances with, with, with Cap and T, like like as I said I don't think Tebow the only reason Tim Tebow ha- is currently getting a job or getting a job opportunity is because he's white and I mean he knows the coach and if Urban Meyer wasn't in, wasn't in the NFL we're probably not having this conversation to be fair right so I don't feel like making that comp but either way that was a bozo ass tweet um, and I've given enough time on Tim Tebow I'm going to now transition to an athlete who is actually good at his fucking job Russell Westbrook of the Washington Wizards he set the record for most triple doubles, recording his 182nd triple double earlier this week. And you know he's a pretty polarizing figure amongst basket um, amongst basketball fans because, like in every other sport, there, there's a growing dissent. Uh, there's a growing dissension between like the analytics or sabermetrics in baseball community and the I guess I test. I feel like I'm reducing that group of people but I test the the I test people is what I got like I don't know what better to call them I'm gonna call them the I test people and I feel like Russell Westbrook is a perfect symbol for the difference between the two parties because I don't feel like there's a basketball player who who um whose opinion who, who the opinions about them from both the analytics community and the eye test community are further apart than Russell Westbrook. And look, it, it, how I discuss my basketball depends on the day you catch me. I'm not really a big, huge numbers guy in basketball. Like I prefer numbers in baseball because I, I don't need as much context. Like it's it's individual players performing one-on-one events. I don't I don't really need a lot of context for it. You know what I mean? So the numbers speak and the numbers say what they're supposed to say and that's it case closed right with the NBA there's, there's a lot of context there, there, and it's just not that fun it's just not that fun discussing in numbers in the NBA you know what I'm saying? It, it's just not I can't explain why I like numbers and I discuss numbers in basketball I'm just not like I'm not the VORP guy I'm not the BPM guy I'm just not I, I respect the people who are and I'm not the eye test guy either I'm somewhere in the middle and where I lean depends on what day you catch me and what, and what I'm trying to argue if I'm trying to argue something, right? But Russ, 
Russ is one of those, I don't, I, I would prefer to be entertained. I haven't had a serious basketball discussion about Russell Westbrook in a long time. Because, quite frankly, everything that you say about Russell Westbrook might be right. Some people just take it too far. Like, you have the people who are, who are like, I saw somebody the other day say Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is a top three point guard of all time. No, the fuck he's not. And then you have people who act like he's the worst point guard to ever ever grace earth. And it's it's a lot of it's it's a lot of exaggeration and hyperbole on both sides, right? But ultimately, I, I I just I'd rather just enjoy watching the man play. That's how I view. That's how I consume Russell Westbrook's game. Is, is Russell Westbrook going to win a championship for you as a number one option? No. Is he going to win a championship for you as a number two option? Probably not. You know, is he ever going to win a championship? Probably not. You know, does he drive you absolutely insane with some of his shots? His shot selection? Yes. Can it possibly be easy to root for that man on your favorite team? Probably not. But, you know, is he one of the best rebounding point guards of all time? Yes. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Hell yes. Did he just average a triple-double for four years straight? Yes. I mean, all of those questions should show you why he is a polarizing figure. Because... I mean, we do, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, I try to do it less nowadays. Like, I don't really get caught up in the number one versus number two discussion and who's an alpha and da da da, all that bullshit. I try not to get caught up in that. I try to just focus on the games and you know consume it that way. But we've all been there, and that 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 since Kevin Durant left OKC, that's been a lot of the discussion around Russ. You know, can he do this as the number one guy? You know, he's never won a playoff series without Harden and Durant. And don't get me wrong. These are relevant things. If you want to discuss Russ on that level, I am not going to do it. But for those who, who do and like want to discuss him historically and compare him to other people, hell yes, him not winning a playoff series without Kevin Durant or James Harden on his team is important. Hell yes, it is. Hell fucking yes. That, that is important. But me just, I'd rather just enjoy the man for what he is. Triple doubles themselves don't mean that much to me. Hence why I've spent a lot of time discussing Russ and his virtues and his downfalls more than actually the triple double. It's just arbitrary. And I don't do arbitrary very well. It's, it's like 100 RBI, what that used to be in baseball. I used to not care about that shit. Still don't for other reasons. But 100 RBI, like, I get 50 home runs. Like, I just round America Americans are obsessed with fucking round numbers and sports fans are obsessed with round numbers I just don't get with with the program on that like like wh- who got up and decided that 10 10 and 10 in three categories was just the, the bee's knees and if I get 16 10 and 9 instead that means I was lesser or something like that like like what does it mean exactly but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you to death with the arb- with the discussion about arbitrary endpoints and arbitrary um, and arbitrary statistics and accomplishments but to me the most impressive part about Russell Westbrook get, um, getting 182 triple doubles is the fact is um, his durability to me that that is the focus that is the uh, how he recovered from I think he's had three knee operations four maybe he's had a few knee operations and at different points it looked like okay he might be declining at different points throughout his career, it looked like he might de- might be declining, but he always rebounded, and that that's always been that that's always been dope about Russ. 
like Russ, Russ was durable enough to give it his all every fucking night. Whether you like him, whether you don't like him, whether you like his game, whether you don't like his game. In an era where, and I'm and I'm not shitting on people for for resting and and man, and low managing because I, I think everybody's different and everybody should do what it is that they do. And the teams who have these players and are paying these players should employ them the way they want to within reason, right? So I'm never going to get mad at somebody for resting. I'm not going to get mad at somebody for taking personal days when we all do that in real life too. But Russ shows up every single night and balls his ass off for better or worse. And that's refreshing. It is. And this is not meant to compare anybody to anybody. Because I'm like Russ... Russ saying um, Russ being that guy is often used to shut out other people. I mean, anybody being that guy, but m- mostly guys from the '90s or whatever. Oh, you know, well, Kyrie Irving can't play every game, and Kawhi Leonard's little man. I'm, I'm not here to shit on those guys. I'm here to praise Russ. And Russ balling like that every night, especially from somebody for somebody like me who is here t- for his, who is here to watch to um, appreciate Russ from an entertainment value standpoint. I don't really care if, if Russell, Russell Westbrook's teams ever win. I don't care. I'm past the point of caring. I just want to watch Russ snatch rebounds, dunk on people's heads, run the break, you know, make no-look passes, all of that. that. That's what I'm here for with Russ. And he provides that nightly. And to me, that is the most impressive part of his career because it, it, it's impossible to quantify how hard somebody plays for the most part, right? But with Russ, and I, and with Russ, it's plain as day that he plays harder than most, if not all. He does. Sometimes that's to his that's to his downfall because sometimes he just he takes some ill-advised shots, he takes some ill-advised drives, but he plays fucking hard. He plays fucking hard. He's fun as hell to watch, and as much as I, I should be talking about the triple doubles and all of that. The triple doubles are kind of secondary, like Russ's Russ Russ's durability, and Russ playing hard regardless of circumstance, and busting his ass regardless of circumstance is what I'm here to talk about more than the triple doubles themselves. As I realize, going further along and and, and talking about it, yeah, the triple doubles are an impl- are an impressive feat. I'm not here to knock them. I'm not here to belittle them. I know some people have made it have made it a point to kind of show how you know how 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 kind of misleading triple doubles can be or or how watered down they are is probably the the term I'm looking for right I'm not here to do that like triple doubles are, are aren't as cool as they once were to me like as a guy who grew up rooting for Jason Kidd like triple doubles used to be mad cool and then I re- and then I grew up and I realized like yo these are kind of, this is kind of arbitrary whatever okay but being able to rebound at that level, pass at that level, and score at that level is why Russell Westbrook gets a Hall of Famer, regardless of how arbitrary triple-doubles might be. Being able to do all of that is why he's a Hall of Famer. And the thing is, his rebounding, as much as, like, yes, part of it is the fact that it's easier for guards to get rebounds now. Like, everybody, everybody you know, floor spacing is king, so you're going to have a lot of bigs on the perimeter. You don't have the Dennis Rodmans anymore like that. You don't, or at least if you do, they're not playing 40 minutes a night. You don't, you don't have those guys cleaning off the glass. You've got a lot more Brooke Lopez's who are standing on the perimeter. And I'm not shitting on those guys, but that's what it is. It is clearly easier to grab rebounds 
now. And with the teams Russ is on, you know, him, him grabbing the rebounds serves for an additional benefit in the fact that he leads breaks very well. So he gets the ball, he, he's out immediately. And, and he's out in the, in, in the open court with reckless abandon. So d- d- does is Russ's 183 triple doubles more impressive than Oscar Robinson's? No, Oscar Robertson's, excuse me? No. But it doesn't have to be. He broke the record. That's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes in the, the modern era, you know, you break a record that, you know, if that, if that person had played in this era, they might do more, whatever. Either way, Russ has played for a long time. Russ has been great for a long-ass time. And stylistically, you might not agree with how he goes about it. You might not love his game. You might not love his IQ. But he has left an indelible imprint on the game of basketball, like him or not. And on that note, that's my time. Um, Rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you when I see you. I don't know. He hit me on the heart. But sorry, I'm going to get his ass back. Straight up. Did you notice him standing over the top of you? No, I didn't see that just now, but I don't play that game. Let me get his ass back. So whenever that is, I don't know when it's going to be, but I don't play that game. The Pistons are still trying to get there. Oh, Westbrook with a really hard foul inside as he brought the hammer on Zaza Pachulia. A clear contact foul, and I will be stunned if this does not get reviewed. Clearly reached down, and that's going to be a flagrant foul.